The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Now, the review section of the Irish Independent has dedicated an awful lot of time, effort and personnel, it has to be said, to deciding the 50 best albums, 50 best Irish albums of all time. And lest you think this is one of those tasks where they say to a journalist, come here, give me a list of 50 now, go at it, I need it by tomorrow. No, not a bit. They gathered together the great and the good from broadcasting, music, music production, the music industry, and they have printed the names of the judges all the way down uh, page four. And there are lots of them and they're fierce heavy hitters. So this is sort of the definitive um, 50 greatest albums of all time. If you're curious as to what the top, let's say, five are, we'll give you some of them. In at three is this from Van Morrison. So there you go, Van Morrison from Astral Week, sweet thing. Van Morrison making a number of appearances on the top 50 list, but he is the third greatest Irish album of all time with Astro Weeks and given my deep experience of Irish music particularly bands like CMAT we decided that we needed somebody with almost the same level of expertise so we went and got my old pal Dave Fanning Dave how are you? (laughs) I'm fine listen the only reason I'm ringing here any chance at all Anton could you make my garden sizzle? (laughs) 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 I have a serious discussion with Anton Savage I've never done it I'm not starting now <laughs> well you can explain who the CMAT crowd are I believe it's CMAT <laughs> who, who, who they are Indeed. it's a girl sorry female it's no, not even a they sorry no, I <laughs> yes indeed it is yeah she's made an album in fact funny enough I saw her at uh in the big tent at Electric Picnic, just that the place was absolutely from the rafters, if tents have rafters, stuffed. And she put on a fantastic performance. And it's a little bit of country and a little bit of pop and a little bit of rock, a little bit of everything, actually. Yeah. I mean, I can see why that's in there, all right. But there's, no, there's other bands. There's a play, like, you know, have you looked at the Fab 50? Do you like it? Do you think it's good? <laughs> <laughs> I I have I have to say I'm slightly miffed at, at some of the positioning I don't understand how No Guru No Method No Teacher by Van if we're on a Van topic ends up at number 50 because undoubtedly some of the ones between there and number one have merit but there are a lot of them where I go how could you put them above a Van Morrison classic. Well, now, hold on a second. The first 10 Van Morrison albums, let's just say we'll start with Astro Weeks, even though there was something before that. The first 10 Van Morrison albums are astonishing. So you could pick any one of those, and I would pick any one of those over No Guru, No Method, No Teacher. But there you go. Yeah, but they're Van's albums. I'm talking about some, like, for instance, like, uh, with all of the the, 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 um, kindness and and great will in the world, um, they have um, I Am The Greatest by A House at number yeah. 36. Now, do you know, I'm sure it's a cracking album. By the way, is. can I ask you, okay, well, go on then. Pitch it. No, 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 but I mean, like, it is, but like, like, for instance, you said the word definitive earlier on. There's no such thing as a definitive list because it's just one person's opinion and another person's opinion and another person's opinion. Oh, stop that it, Dave, with the merit of the art. It's no, but much that more crack if we get all definitive. <laughs> 
Can I ask you a okay, question? Well, you know on. all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Do we still look at an album? If we're looking at a list like this, because obviously the temptation will be to say, you pick your favourite song off the album and you define the album as where it lives because that song is on that album. Or do we have to look at it as a single oeuvre and how all of the songs blend together? Yeah, I think you would have to look at it as a single oeuvre. I mean, some people, some bands that I know of, like the, their best album is The Best Of, which is put together by a record company often. And it just is. Like there's plenty of, like I'd say a lot of people who put this list together probably said something along the lines of look uh, God we haven't got so and so in there but do they have a definitive album you know like it's not necessarily maybe the best of is just the best one and then you're not but allowed but do bands still make albums cheesy. where they go well we want this to blend into that and this is where we you know well, where it is a totality I'll tell you, there's a really funny thing about that, that like people think that people only pick one song or two songs or they cherry pick this or cherry pick that. To be honest, the definitive statement is still, you'd have Justin Timberlake, you'd have, you know, Beyonce, you'd have anybody, you'd have The Weeknd talking about the album. The album is still a statement. This is a body of work over a period of a year, two or three or four years. And this is what I want people to listen to all 10 tracks. Even if you don't find that they're all great, this is what I've done. It's like a, a sculptor putting on an exhibition once every five years. This is what I've been doing the last few years. Here's the lot you might not like at all but I want you to come along and see the whole thing as one piece they do that still it's still an important thing and I quite like that the album is still I don't know the benchmark and where do we then add in the accoutrement to that because there was a time when stuff like the liner note was seen as a, a and the liner art was seen as a part of that product and you had to see the whole thing does anybody care about that anymore what to be Spotify honest, the not really. No, they don't. No, there's no. I mean, like you know, you don't go into town in a bus either and hand over some money and get this thing and learn off the serial number after four days, you know. And you don't do funny things with the cover of the album that you shouldn't do that are illegal in some states in America. Uh, <laughs> all that kind of thing, you know. I mean, like those days are gone. There's no question about that. Yeah, and also like the availability of the whole. I mean, like you know. Music has been democratized, so therefore it's all very easy now. It's all very simple. But I think the magic, a lot of the kind of, I don't know, the journey on that magic bus, even on the 46A, it's gone. You know, it's it's just not there anymore. Well, what about the return of HMV? It's all coming back, Dave. I saw that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, whatever. It was still not the same thing. People, like most people get their music for free, more or less, once they're into Spotify. So don't tell me the music hasn't been devalued. It has. Do you still have a record bag? I do. Yeah. Do you use it often? <laughs> you used to trip up on it when you used to come in to, to, uh, to uh, Joe Biden on it. But yeah, uh, no, I mean, like I still have, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting at home now and I have all my CDs here. I have my albums here on vinyl. I have all that kind of stuff. I still love the whole idea of the album. And a list like this is great fun for, you know, shouting and screaming and just arguing, you know, like the stuff that isn't in there. In fact, I'm trying to, I've only seen it in the last while. So is there, is there a divine comedy in there? I don't think there is. I'm not I mean, seeing the first I'm, I'm also not seeing, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm going through it. From, from top to bottom as, as we're speaking I'm, mm. I'm not seeing horse lips no I was just going to say horse lips that's another one yeah absolutely now horse lips should be there I'm like obviously like you know the kind of effect they had they started in 70 they ended in 80 they had 10 albums and they played every little toilet all over Ireland 100 times over so on that level alone you'd nearly say do they have an album that should go in there obviously the second album is the time the one that most people go with I'd go with the first one happy to meet sorry to part it's not in there no and I think it should be and one or two shouldn't be in there please don't ask me what they are because I'm not going to say I'll go on crack <laughs> no no definitely not no but there's plenty more that should be for instance the undertones is in there and up very high in the top 10 rightly so the first album but frankly I'd put their next three albums in there as well all four albums by them were astonishing there's so many like obviously there's no shining well, well hang on for a second I, I, I wish to get a steward's inquiry on this basis because uh, my former colleague Paul McLoon who is of course of the undertones was also Absolutely. one of the judges surely there should be an inquiry about this 
Yeah, well, I think there should be more undertones in there. I think, I don't know what Paul was up to, for God's sake. He should definitely have more in there. What about the positioning? Sorry, go on, Dick. Ah, the positioning, yeah. I mean, like... Well, Rum Sodomy on the Lash for um, the Pogues. That's a number 10. There are some people who say that, you know, the Pogues aren't an Irish band. (laughs) There's all that as well, you know. Um, Yeah, no... Do they not get grandfathered in just exclusively through Shane McGowan? Of course they do, yeah. But then again, so... Well, I mean, then again, so could many others. I mean, like, you know, for instance... Oh, I don't know. You could have... um, you know, Katy Perry, you know, her parents left Air Court in Galway in the 19th century. Rihanna's ancestry goes back in time to, you know, the Caribbean slaves. Christina Aguilera, Mariah Carey have Irish mothers or whatever it is. So you can put all them in. David Bowie. I mean, like seven of the eight Smiths parents are all Irish. Do you want to do all those? Uh, the, the Beatles, you know, so maybe they should. All be Hang on a minute. Some of these, I, I knew we could claim Rihanna. I've always, I think we should do more in claiming Rihanna. I didn't realise yeah. we could claim Bowie. Yeah, well, David Bowie's great grandmother. His mother is a, an Irish daughter. Yeah, I didn't know. Crosby, Dusty Springfield, Bruce Springsteen, for God's sake! You know, his great great granny left Mullingar after the famine. <laughs> we can't discuss a list of great albums without discussing at least some of the ones that that get their debut classically on on your programs. One of them is in at number two with this. So that, of course, is uh, from Octung Baby. That's the fly from 1991. That is, according to this list, the second best uh, Irish album of all time. An interesting choice. I would have thought we would be back in Rattle and Hum and kind of War and Boy and all that territory. Are you? Oh, so- it's really funny you didn't mention the Joshua Tree, which is the usual biggest one. Um, no, Octung Baby, like for a lot of real U2 fans, Octung Baby is the number one. The Joshua Tree is a very close second. And frankly, I, I'm into both. I, they're both fine by me. And I can well understand. I'm just trying to see how many U2 albums are in there. I'm trying to count them here. I don't know. There's a bunch. Yeah, Three albums uh, in the top ten. So oh, they really? have, yeah, yeah they've got Octone Baby, Joshua Tree is in at number six, and then yeah. The Unforgettable Fire is in at number eight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that's great. God, that's, that's well, well, no, praise no, there, Dave. No, what no. you got I, against I The Unforgettable you, well, Fire? I tell you, there's a song on it called Elvis Presley in America, which is dreadful. That's not that's not good. Um, uh, the Unforgettable Fire itself and the sort of homecoming are two of the best songs they've ever done. So, yeah, I mean, I can see also the breakthrough that it was in the 84, 85 direction. Just huge, you know. I mean, do, do, do these factors come into play in all of these things? That Just what it meant at the time? And like, well, you see, this is the thing that I think about you two that I think we, we totally misunderstand I, or, or that we forget. I, was, I don't know why, but I was reading up on them. And we went from a period of never having a top 10 album in... I think we had one in in the Billboard charts to a 10-year period where we got them about once every two to three years, thanks to you 2 That's amazing. It is. It's, well, I'll tell you, like, we had Val Dunican and The Bachelors back well, in the that to be said for them. And I, yeah, and the biggest selling uh, act in Britain in 1972 was Gilbert O'Sullivan. Uh, I don't see him in the top <laughs> That's a good point. He's a man who's underrated, isn't he? Well, his first two songs, I mean, well, not, maybe not first two, I don't know, but it's two big songs. Nothing Rhymed and Alone Again, naturally, are just fantastic. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. Especially stuff. Nothing Rhymed. But, um, and in fact, nothing, in fact, Alone Again, naturally, did get to number one in the, in the singles charts in America. 
Um, so that did well. But anyway, yeah, no, I mean, like, like you just you look at a list like this and you go, yeah, it's great fun. You know, it's just what's left out. I mean, like, CMAT is great. There's no doubt about it. But if I was looking for an album from this century, an Irish album, I would definitely go for Woman on the Internet by Orla Gartland. I think it's fantastic. Or even like um, Last Animals by A. Smith, the guy from Dublin. Like, they're two of the best albums I've heard in the last three or four years. Now, they wouldn't be near this kind of thing. I know Jape isn't in there and he won two choice awards for best album down through the years. But sure, you know, it's all just good fun. No Westlife. <laughs> no Westlife. I noticed that. Yes, I know. Yeah, I'm going to complain. I'll send a letter into the Independent. <laughs> <laughs> we no, should we, talk we, about now that we obviously that we're, we're hamleting without the prince because we haven't mentioned the number one so we're we'll, hamleting without the prince i love it it's the first time it's been used as a verb i was glad you were here for it um we we should play a small snippet of what comes from the number one album So that's from Loveless by My Bloody Valentine. Now, I realise that music is a subjective thing, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that beat out Octung Baby, Astral Weeks, I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got by Sinead O'Connor, The Joshua Tree, The Unforgettable Fire, and Rum, Sodomy and the Lash by The Pogues. Now, yes. come on. Okay, I'll tell you, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Like, I think when people look at that top 10 and look at that top 50, they'll know an awful lot of names, very famous names. And a lot of people reading The Independent today will go, who? What? Never heard of it, never heard it, and don't know who the band are. No question about it. Having said that, in the last 30 years, any time I'm asked what's my favourite album of all time, funny enough, even though I was, I was not one of the judges here, it'd be Loveless by my buddy. What? I think it's astonishing. It's just, I think Lemmy from uh, Motorhead was once asked, give us w- in one word, just describe rock and roll. And he said, noise. <laughs> and this album is an album, the best, mo- I'll, say, I'll, I'll go all Neil Diamond on you. It's a beautiful noise. I mean, like I did go and see them live. It was one of the worst concerts I've ever seen in my life. They had this Kango hammer for nine minutes and it came out with just, oh, it was awful. But the album, the Isn't Anything album is in there too, up very high, which is their first album, which is brilliant. And then they have another album, 30 years later from about 2014 simply called My Bloody Valentine but Loveless from 1991 I don't really know why but it's absolutely amazing and it's it's all to do with the sonics certainly nothing to do with the lyrics you don't hear any the voice is just another instrument and uh, you know a lot of pitch bending and let, you know we all like a bit of we pitch all bending, like a bit of pitch bending now yeah, as always Dave with you I'm never brilliant. sure of the dividing line between metaphor and reality so let me go back for a moment when you say nine minutes of Kango Hammer do you mean literally nine minutes of Kango uh, no I mean I would rather they make uh, oh, Kango Hammer would have sounded like Enya I mean like it's, it was just horrible it was just noise for the sake of noise whereas this is just the most beautiful noise album I've ever heard in my life honestly Loveless is just brilliant it deserves to be at number one and I think it is the best Irish album so whoever the judges are I haven't got the paper in front of me or anything I, I, I 100% agree on that sorry no. about that Anton <laughs> oh, well, let, let us end on controversy there, Dave no I'll tell you there's one track which uh, I used to play on the radio all the time and just when I listened to it as I played it 
I just had to play it again. I always played it twice. That was 10 minutes rather than five minutes. And you'll see it. It's used quite nicely in the movie um, Lost in Translation when what you call her is in the taxi. And uh, it's just called Sometimes. And it's just the most fantastic piece. The whole album, just the noises, just brilliant, brilliant. Well, it is good to know that they got it right. Not only did the Irish Independent believe it, but Dave Fanning as well. Loveless, my bloody Valentine in at the number one of the top 50 greatest Irish albums of all time. Great pleasure to talk to you. Good man, Anton. Great. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.